Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Big Bang and DJ Scream bring you Big Facts, the hottest podcast in the streets. Visit the new website today, www.bigfactspod.com. Live from First Class Sounds, of course, it's the voice of DJ Scream. Big <laughs> Bang is here, baby. Jade is here. DJ Drama is here. Yeah, it's time for so. another episode of Big Facts. What's <laughs> Big up, everybody? Facts. Good? Everybody nah, good? Sure. What's up, yeah. What's up, my brother? What's up? <laughs> Yo, you know, uh, so we go, we go get all of your I business. Happen. To just stay like that, bro. <laughs> you trademark. I learned from Ti. I learned from Ti. Y'all trademark. Yeah. We're gonna have a conversation, conversation with you, but uh, that we permanent all, gangster lean. <laughs> we we always start big facts with just uh, uh, some good topics and conversation. You know, what I'm saying that come from the people that come from you know our homies here and everything. Okay. So today we're talking about. Love as a whole. Is love dangerous? Can love make you stupid? Mm. Let's talk about love. We talked a lot about loyalty. We're going to leave loyalty out of it today. But we're going to talk about just love and how, how y'all feel. Is love dangerous? That's the question. Definitely. When you say dangerous, what do you mean love, by that? Love can be like dangerous, a period. Mm. It's dangerous, period, because you can, you can love someone so much that you ignore who they really are. So love. Can oh make, yeah, that happens all the time. Love can make you stupid. Well, well, let me ask you: Are we talking about just love of a person, or love? Of, We're talking about love as in relationships, but okay. love as we in love money, your homies, love, yeah, yeah. yeah. anything. Money, you know, your love yeah. for money makes love you do some love. dangerous shit. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Love is love. They say love. They said when you're in love, like it, it, it releases endorphins in your brain, so pretty much kind of it clouds, clouds your, your judgment. judgment. Yeah, mm. it clouds your judgment. So it makes you stupid. So that's dangerous. it. Can make you stupid. Yeah, which is dangerous because now you're not at your full. You don't have your full defense, I guess. Yeah, but like, but like right what mind? Black was saying about like you can love somebody so much until you ignore the signs of or the all the stuff about like who they really are. That's like really that's true because at the end of the day, when you love somebody that much and you wanted to work so bad and you just you're just you don't want to see anything else or whatever. You really don't see anything else. You really don't see that like this person could be using you. You really don't see that this person really doesn't fuck with you, really doesn't mess with you mm. the way that, you know what I'm saying, you mess with them. You really don't see that, okay, somewhere there's an ulterior motive to this entire situation mm. that could be detrimental to you in the end. Mm-hmm. So, so it creates tunnel vision. Yeah. And as you, you think, you think, so is love not healthy when it's not both ways? Meaning as in, okay, you got love for a person. Almost definitely not. But they don't love you back. Almost so then that's what not. creates a lot of the bullshit probably. Because when you, when you love somebody for real, for real to that extent and they don't love you the same, that shit will destroy you in the end. Or at all. Yeah. Yeah. Or at all, yeah, mm-hmm. for real. What do you think, Black? I think what you think. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> shit, you right. I don't know how what much everybody will open up, but I, I go think ahead. yeah, love can you know, like like Jay was saying. I mean, it could it could get in the way of a of a lot of things. I mean, it's it's you know, in its purest form, it's a beautiful thing, obviously. Right. But for sure. you know, right. it's like with the way we live in in today's society is used for. 
you know, a lot of people take advantage of that purity. And, 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 and you, know, you know what? I, you know, I always think about too, like you know, in, in all types of relationships, but loving ones particular too. Like you, you fall in love with a person. You know, let's say you, however long I don't know how long it takes, maybe three, four, five, six months, whatever. You spend this time with that person, and even if you're in a relationship with them for a year, two years, mm-hmm. you know, you, you really got to think and remember, like you weren't with this person for. X amount of years of their life for mm. 20 plus years. So you really don't know for who, real. where they are, for who real, they are as a person. Mm. You don't get mm. a lot of that till down the line per se. You know what I'm saying? You don't know yeah. what, what they went through and, and what have you. So as much as you might f- think you're in love and know a person, you, you, you just so look, I gotta, you, don't, you don't know what got them to here. I got a, I got a question for y'all. Right. Um, do you think that a person that was raised on love can effectively co-reside or effectively love a person that was raised on survival love. to the point where what? it doesn't destroy yeah, either yeah, one yeah. of them. What like, okay, okay, somebody, okay. Fact, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. somebody, somebody that was raised on love that had, like, both of their parents mm-hmm. in the home and that, you know, didn't get beat on or mm-hmm. yelled at had or nothing like full that. Full concept they of love. They got talked to. Right. Could, do you think that they could love somebody that Whose mom was on crack or who didn't, you know what I'm saying, Who who's never experienced love. Mm-hmm. Do you think somebody that was raised on love, that experienced it at an early age in its purest form, like Drama said, could effectively love somebody that never had that without destroying I, themselves? I think, it's, I think it could be more in the way you're saying it. So mm-hmm. the person who's raised on love can uh, help the person who might not have been raised on love or was raised on survival more than the other way the person of survival loving the person who was raised on love for sure but i feel like i feel like the person the person that was raised on love is gonna have a knockdown drag out uphill battle with skates on trying to effectively love the person that was built on survival because they don't know love can you teach love though can you teach love yeah i I mean yeah but it's that shit is hard. That think, shit is I hard. Might take some time. That shit is hard. I think I think what Jay trying to say is, like you were saying earlier before we got on, um, can a person that's raised on survival turn a person that's raised on love to a better person, right? It can go shit. both ways. Remember, mm-hmm. cause you just asked some shit yeah. about that. Like, yeah. like can a nigga Turn a good woman. What you saying? Can a can a can a man spoil a good woman or vice versa? Like huh? a good girl can go bad because of a bad situation, yeah, or relationship, yeah, and vice versa. It can go the other way too. So your heart can. I feel so. That's that's what they. I think like, that's what can they you bring. Make, can 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 you like can a fuck up okay, dude fuck up a a good woman basically. Yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah, just say I was raised sure. on survival. My parents loved me. I got everything I needed. I'm a wholesome person. You're a nigga in the street. You didn't have love. Don't believe they love. Don't believe in none of that shit. Yeah. You were raised on your own. You basically raised yourself. But can I love you to the point where you begin to love yourself without it destroying me? Or is that impossible? No, it ain't impossible. It can go both ways mm-hmm. or it can balance. Mm-hmm. I think it'll balance. It ain't impossible. But it's going to take hopefully. a lot of work and a long time to balance. I'm not really, though. Dealing. It depends on the person. If the yeah. person trying to, that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes that might be that person's purpose in the other one's life. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. you could be stuck yeah. one way and then it just go either way. It, it just really on the depends on the person. It like depends on the person. Yeah. Yeah. Thin line between love and hate. I think that's kind of where that comes from too. You know what I'm saying? Like the love can, depending on the situation and what you go through with the person, it the can love go can from be love so strong that it can turn to hate. Or I don't know if there's another word for it's it. The same emotion, love and hate. I've heard but they that said too. real love is already borderline hate anyway. It's the same emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the same passion that you yeah, love exactly. somebody is the same passion that, that you hate them hate with. That mm. person. So deep. So what if somebody? So what if somebody? So what? What if somebody says I don't hate or I I don't have hate or I don't hate? So how does that work with that conversation? Because some people say, man, I don't hate anything. I don't hate anyone. I don't. No, hate. I mean you. You have hate in you. If you gotta have hate in you, if you have love in you, mm. but it's just what is it that you like mean? the direction that you choose to steer that passion, mm. basically. So don't hate just hater shit, but you might just hate some bullshit. You might hate the negative. 
hate the mm-hmm. negative, right? You might hate the people who don't love. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you look, if you want to look at it like that. Yeah. How you gonna say hate them? You might just dislike. Yeah, just don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> I think that's different than hate too, though. Yeah, hate is that fire. Don't both, give it, like, but both of them are fire. fire. No, they're both fire emotions too. for sure. Like, if you hate something, like I hate whatever. You know what I'm saying? And you hate it with a passion. That passion is that fire. Or you can love something with a passion, or someone with a passion. It's still that fire. I feel what you're saying. Like it's the same. It comes from the same place. It comes from your. It's core. fire and desire. Okay, Rick. James. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rick. <James>. Bruh, hi. <laughs> what are we doing, Scream? So, so as has like, what is, if, for whoever's comfortable saying it, what is the stupidest shit you've done under the influence of the drug love? Tough. He said tough. Oh wow, <laughs> man, this shit is. I mean, it makes you make dumb decisions. You yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. And so many. It's like so one, much. like one we was talking about. What, what do we see that shit? Uh, when we was doing something that we can't speak of, but uh, if 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 you love you love so hard that you don't see the signs that maybe the oh. woman is not being faithful, or maybe you don't see the signs that the that man, man is being faithful, being faithful, or you, you disregard it because yeah. you ignore it because you're under the love spell. You know what I'm saying? That type of shit. We ain't doing that though. No. But you can do some shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, real shit. Yeah, like yeah. Six yeah. In the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And then them shits. Look Jay like... got a but Jay got a story. I feel it. I you know. I ain't like I don't know. I ain't I haven't ever like busted windows or shot at niggas or no shit like that. But <laughs> like you know, it just you know. The normal shit that happens when it comes with... Have you threatened to shoot niggas? For sure. <laughs> For sure. Have you ever damaged any property? Can be clothes. Can mm. be shoes. Never burnt no shit. I swung on a nigga before, but I ain't never, like... I ain't never did nothing to nobody's stuff. Like, I did something to the nigga, but I ain't never, like... You know? I ain't never done anything that was gonna, like, leave proof. You leave see what I'm proof. saying? What? Like I, I've never, you know what I'm saying? Like what? let's just talk about something. Yeah, let's talk about something. Crazy. Like I don't know what to say. Draw. Oh, <laughs> artist, artist. You got artists, man. You got a label. Oh, <laughs> uh, when 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 did you decide to? I guess rebrand from affiliates to generation now. What point was it where you was like, okay, I need to rebrand and kind of just go this direction? I, I kind of feel like it. A lot of it happened. organically and naturally in a sense like obviously in the last uh, I don't want to maybe last 10 years or per se I watched as you know the mixtape game was declining in a sense and you know like every like you know it was a time when I was doing three four tapes a month per se or whatever have you and I, I was seeing how you know like as time was going on I was doing less and less projects and um, around like 2013, 2014, I started, uh, I got the gig at, at Atlantic to be an A&R gig, A&R consultant, however. And at the same time, you know, we were, I was building Mean Street Studios. And that kind of, you know, when I went to, when I went to Atlantic too, you know, I told them, hey, guys, you know, I got this building. You might be interested in, you know, beyond just my A&R uh, uh, gig and what have you. So they, they, they became they they came in and became a partner with me on Mean Streets. So at, around that time, you know, I, I just remember like, you know, in, in our field, like we've seen we see so many artists and a part of so many artists' careers and what have you. But I never I kind of felt like I had a win or a notch under my belt, like somebody that like actually came from us per se. You know, obviously, you know, quote unquote sign whatever. However, but. Um, yeah, so we just made like a conscious decision. Like, listen, man, I don't, we don't want to necessarily like keep missing artists per se as, as, as we watching them come up and grow and what have you. And then, you know, honestly, some of it even happened because of the, the lack of success that I was having at Atlantic. So when I got there, when I first got in the building, um, you know, I was trying to kind of find my way and it, it started off with them trying to, you know, put me in positions to, uh, work with artists that were already signed that tech that kind of needed help um, mm-hmm. what have you and you know I, it, it wasn't necessarily fitting I was still trying to figure it out and you know they already kind of had their way and their vision and what have you so you know when when um 
we first brought Uzi to the table to Atlantic, you know, they literally pretty much, you know, they wanted to do it because of their um, their trust and faith in us. And that was the I first was, artist. That was the, we technically around that same time we had we signed Uzi, we signed um, Scheme was our first artist. Okay. Um, Scheme from L.A. Scheme, my buddy. Scheme, my buddy. Scheme, hard. Yeah. So around that time we um, we, we were that was when we were first like. You know, we're, we're getting people to be a be a part of Generation Now. Mm. So yeah, so basically, you know, I, I was on, I was in a um, position with Atlantic. Like after a year or two, or however the deal was kind of, and you know, they was like, ah, we don't, we're not sure how this is uh, panning out per se. But you know, they were like, listen, we believe in you. You know, we want to give you. Uh, let, let's just let's let's figure something out for you know another year. We'll let you hold down Mean Streets, put, make that part of you know the the Atlantic. Uh, uh, family company imprint, imprint yeah. however and then we'll give you Uzi like let y'all just do y'all thing and then you know a year later like you know the, the story was written hey everybody welcome to Across Generations where the voices of black women unite in powerful conversations I'm your host Tiffany Cross Tiffany Cross I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood friendship wisdom and laughter in every episode we gather a seasoned elder but even with a child there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them myself as the middle generation I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Another, so another conversation is, why, why do you think we see so much, um, and I don't know where y'all are like currently, but we see a lot of times... Like I remember those days. It's like Drum says, "This, mm-hmm. this is Uzi now. I know mm-hmm. who Uzi is, mm-hmm. and everything is good." But then sometimes we see it go the other way, maybe because of business or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. So, mm-hmm. what do you think are some of those things? Not just in your case, but in general, that kind of separate the artists from the CEOs and the executives. What are some of the things you think they get in the way? I feel like taking Uzi for an example. You know, like Uzi went about it a certain way in a sense where you know he was he really knows how to facilitate and use the internet and social media to his advantage. So mm-hmm. he was able to, you know, create a certain narrative that pretty much went in his direction. And I think like, you know, we all we've seen so many artists, all of us in this room, like come from literally like, you know, barely having any money in their pocket to being multimillionaires. Mm-hmm. You know, so at a certain at a certain place, you know, the the CEO or the 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 label is here and the artist is here. Mm-hmm. And then as the artist gets more notoriety and fame, it, it starts to go like this. And mm-hmm. then, you know, they're they're the shining light and garnishing all the attention and per se. And you know, mm-hmm. most of the time 
after artists get to a certain degree, it's pretty much autopilot after that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and, it, and I look at like, you know, and, and it's, a, it's like that in a lot of businesses per se. So, you know, even if you think about the people that one may surround themselves with, you know, you can literally put your people in position. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you're one of the biggest artists in the world, mm-hmm. once that person who represents like you, yeah, walks into the room, they're going to do it based upon who you are. It's not necessarily like, say person is saying listen man i got this amazing i mean this does happen at times but i have this amazing relationship with this multi-billion dollar company and i'm about to finesse it no they want to get in business with this artist because of who that artist is per se so Mm. you know and i think like when it comes to artists and like managers or labels or just when people people that have came up in those situations like we see those those situations play out a lot but Sometimes it's behind the scenes. Sometimes it's in front of the world. You know. Mm-hmm. So. so how that shit went left though? Like what niggas? Like what? You know, the initial conversation of this shit. This shit done went down here. I mean, I don't. Even, I don't. And it was even, like damaged re- beyond repair. Yeah, and we need to figure this out. I don't think it was. Neither of those situations ever really happened in a sense. Like, like there was no conversation. Like I was explaining, I think for Vert again, he has a he has his way of you know, creating his own narrative. Like, you know, we in the business of music. Like, you know, part of that narrative was us uh, not wanting his album to come out. Like, why would we not want his album to come out? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's what we do. We, we're we in the business of of putting music out. That was out. the free Uzi campaign. Yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of it, <clears throat> per se. Or, you know, maybe even his discrepancy with, you know, us as a label, as Generation Now. But, I mean... I, like I tell everybody, that's really a question more for him more than than anything. Like you know, we that we've always done good business. You know, we stand by that. We're good guys. You know, we come from the cloth. You know, what I'm saying we come from the we come from the culture. So um, so yeah, I mean, I can't whether or not how he feels about myself or my partners as people. I, you know, I I ain't got nothing to do with that. I can't, you know. But beyond that, my only goal from beginning to now is just make him and be a part of him being one of the biggest artists in the world. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and I feel like we accomplished that in a lot of ways. You know, and we did our part. He did his part too. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think it's you know beyond like it never is a point. I don't think it got where it's beyond repair or what have okay. you. I mean, you know, again. Vert is, still in business, though. We're still in business. We're still in business. And, you know, Vert is on autopilot in his own right. Like, you know what I'm saying? He does his thing, you know, and we, you know, we gracefully. Do you still have, do you still have opinions about certain things? Like, let's keep it about, like, when you saw the diamond in the head, what were your thoughts? Like, I just looked at it again. That nigga's a fucking genius. He's an alien. Like, hmm. and, like, I was watching his interview and him just saying, like, you know, when he came to the twenty-four million, the, the twenty-four million uh, dollar diamond, like he couldn't put it on his hand. He's like, "I'm a little Uzi. I gotta put it in my head." So, right. I was like, this, you know, he, he he hasn't lost a step when it comes to that. Mm. You know, when making everybody pay attention to him. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So look, I'm sitting here right now, and please don't think I'm tripping, <laughs> but I'm looking at you and I'm listening to you. And do you know that like you actually kind of, sort of look and sound like Drake? You think so? Yes. Yes. Very much huh? so. What? Yes. Hey, Somebody pull up a Drake. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like for real. Like you know how Drake is so well versed and like just so you know like spitting the shit you say out. Drum whatever, gives whatever. you Drake energy. Yes, Drum gives me Drake energy. I mean, I guess you yes. could say we cut from a similar cloth. You know. Right. I'm mean, gonna you hold it. Put it in the camera, like. Oh God! Like I'm, I'm not tripping. Like I, I mean, I, I am the older. Out of the two of us, so the older of the Drake energy, yes. I'm just saying, I'm, I I don't mean the older of the energy, like you know, I was he basically he looked like 42, yeah. so I, you know, yeah. Drake looks like drum, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> they could be cousins, but we both got Step black dads, maybe Jewish moms, okay, so similar. I okay. got you, you know what I mean? okay, cool, cool, but I mean, I, I, I take that as a a compliment. He's a well-versed guy, you know, very much salute, so. Salute to him, very much. Was so. I supposed to do a mixtape at one point? We was. What you know, happened? At 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 two couple points. Cause there was the Gucci and Drake tape. Right. That was supposed to happen. I remember I had um got them on the phone for the first time. It was they was chopping it up. And then around the time of um um what was the tape called? Um if you're reading this too late. All star tape. Yeah, briefly, you know, before before that, like maybe a, some six months before that, you know, briefly 
discussed and, and spoke about, you know, doing something. So, mm. you know, I can't say for sure, but it's very possible that that project in his mind at one point, he thought about going in the direction of a mixtape mm. lane and it being potentially a gangster grills. Mm. So, but I mean, you know, then I got, I just feel like, I mean, Drake is such a, you know, he's at a level where it, it only made sense at a certain time and space. Mm. Like, I mean, if he, if at certain years, it's like, it's just for the novelty to mm. do it per se. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. So you think a lot of people, so DJs will talk, you think that we're going to say Drake ruined mixtape. We won't say that, but do you think that his effect mm. of doing this shit without DJs, <clears throat> He was the first person to make it kind of go that way. I don't know if I feel like he was the first. I feel like it was that it was that whole era. Like there was a lot. It was a lot of people. Because um, I mean, technically, I mean, he did. You know, I, I remember he did one. Uh, he did a table smalls. You know, and then like, I, I just think his his class, his his class of of artists around that time, like the Drake era, Cole Kendrick. Wiz, you know, all those guys like they we don't were, need no DJ. They were making projects and. You know, like not using DJs, and then I don't know. I I feel like you know we had a like something to do with that too. Like just the the concept. You, you remember, like there there was no really no DJ until we started like going crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I I was so boisterous on the tapes and everything, and the music was so big and and yeah. impactful that people wanted to play it all over. Mm-hmm. So then you know artists and everything would. would would come to myself, come to you, and want to do our projects, and then afterwards do no DJ projects. Mm-hmm. How, how you feel like, you know, people perceive themselves. So how you feel like people should look at you? Basically, what I'm saying is, what you feel like your um, legacy is. Mm. That's a great question. Um, I, I feel like. I, I don't feel like it's 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 finished, but I feel like you know, I've I've given a lot to the culture. Obviously, you know, when it comes to gangster grills, I you know argue like the like. Oh, let me see. This. Go let ahead. If you could pop your shit on what you don't did, yeah, and what you're doing, yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm one of the greatest DJs of all time. I mean, when the mouth you pop that shit, you, you, you got it. You, and you got it. You, you got it. You got to You got to have an honest sound conversation. Sound like that nigga on them gangster grills, man. Yeah, you got to have an honest man, conversation. Gangster grills man. was. Gangsta Grills, okay, this, was, shit, this, this one I learned what an album budget was. Like you were a part of album budget, so it's like. Yeah, fuck a promo tour. You're doing a gangster. Yeah, that's you know right. what I'm saying? Like, that was big. No, yeah. You know, it's, it's bang, I, <laughs> you know, I be talking that shit on the mixtape. So when I'm in regular conversation, but yeah, but yeah, I'm one, of, I'm one of them guys. Like, you know, when it comes to the Mount Rushmore DJs, like, I'm I'm up there for sure. 100%. What, that that day, bro, Um, and you spoke about it before, the day when the feds came to your spot. Yeah. Raided, arrested you and Cannon. Um. Let's just say after it happened and you were in, I don't know, a police car, paddy wagon, whatever the fuck it was, on the way to you've been arrested. Right street. What's what's going on in your mind? I'm I'm bugging the fuck out. I'm I'm like, this can't be real. Like this I, this can't be happening. Like where where along the lines is there a mis, what is a mishap mistake that they got, mm-hmm. you know, where where they came from. Did us, you like, think you was finna do like real time though? In that did you have that comp- the only time I really felt like, like when we got there and they told us it was no bond. Like when, we, when they first took us to Rice Street and, and you know we went through the motions and then like no bond I'm like no bond what like uh, but beyond that I never really thought about doing I, I don't even remember where my mind was at the time like to to even think about that like you know it was just such a, a, a anomaly of how it happened like. You know, I was just still trying to figure out how the fuck we got there. The before. same people that were sending you plaques thanking you for breaking the yeah, artist locked you then up. Sent basically. these niggas to come lock us up. Like, yeah, crazy. Shit was crazy. DJ Drama's in the building. Jack Harlow's about to pull up, yeah. right? Jack Harlow yeah, pulled Jack, up. Jack's on his way. It's going down. www.bigfactspod.com. Keep us locked. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. It's going down. It's Big Facts. DJ Scream, Big Bank, Baby J. DJ Drama is here. And now Jack Harlow is here on Big Facts. Yeah. Yo. Yo. Generation now. What's up, bro? How you feeling? Amazing. 
Amazing. Yeah. The first thing that's been going on in the internet with Jack Harlow is uh, we we didn't know you could hoop. So Jack Harlow can hoop. You can hoop. I can hoop. You can hoop. Where'd you see that? Uh, what was it? It was it was online. <laughs> the Drewski shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the revolt Drewski and Drew, was it you versus Russ or something Russ, like that? Yep. Yeah. So you hoop for real or was I'm it? Useful. I'm useful. You're useful. I'm not, a, I'm not. I'm not an ISO guy. I don't okay. take. I don't take over the game and put up forty. But I'm very useful. If I'm on your team, it's it's a good thing. Okay. Did you right. see his Bill Lambeer esque? Yeah, I had a flagrant too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That went viral. Yeah. What was that about? That was a two K moment, or you just for the love of the game? Man. For the love of the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. In your day to day, you do have a love for basketball, though. Obviously, Definitely. you're a Kentucky fan. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. I know I'm a Louisville fan. Louisville, okay. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I hate Kentucky. You hate Kentucky. Okay. That's like, is that like Duke versus Carolina? Yeah, it's as strong a rivalry as that. It's one or the other. Wow. And there's there's no rhyme or reason for why somebody's a Louisville or a UK fan as they grow up. And then another thing, another thing with you is, man, you be so, for, you have moments where you say some really wild shit on social media. Oh, he's looking confused. <laughs> you you said some really wild shit. Kodak has the list of shit that you said because he was pointing it out to me. I didn't even know you said some of that shit. But do you want to name some of them, Kodak? <laughs> If you, if you, if it, well, it was funny. What, what was the one? If you were, <laughs> if you were a female, what, what was the first thing you would do? If you were a woman for, for a day, what would you do? What'd I say? Let my homeboy get some pussy. What? <laughs> what that mean? What you mean? What that mean? You want to look out for your boy? <laughs> Hold on, you said what now? He said if he was a woman for a day. For a day. The first thing that he would do is let his homeboy get some pussy. <laughs> it's not even woman. worth asking back. You know? I don't get it. What you mean? <laughs> if I was a woman for a day, I would have pussy, right? And so, if I only got a day, I'm, I'm gonna look out for my boy. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm not with all that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. Hypothetically I get speaking, it. I get but it. You but would I don't do get the same. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> you still conscious of what you're doing? No. <laughs> where you where you grew up at though, bro? Louisville, Kentucky. How long you stay in Atlanta now? Yeah, I got here about two, three years ago. What's up? I can't let just let that one go. It's yeah, what's 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 yeah. the, what's the what's a couple more? Would, would you fuck your cousin for a billion dollars? He said a billion. I'm having an orgy at my family reunion for that type of <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Listen, people say what you want. That's my thing. People have had a lot to say about this. I'm a money I'm a bag chaser, bro. Right. I, I really am by my money. <laughs> right. I, I really want to feed my family. So this shit I would do to make that happen. Mm. Yeah. I have my limits, but I care about my family more than my pride. You right. Know what I'm saying? Some people put their pride first. Me, I'm trying to I'm trying to stack. So that was it was a joke, <laughs> but it wasn't a joke. Bro, a billion dollars? I'm just asking. Because it was funny. A lot of people laughed. No, I so was it your cousin for a billion dollars? Why? How did I become? No, I wasn't. See, but you thinking about it. It, it wasn't the right The joke or not a joke? There's nobody in this room that wouldn't fuck their cousin for a billion dollars. Is this correct? I'm definitely hitting my cousin for a billion dollars. Okay, right. And one of them. <laughs> for sure. Every position. Every position. <laughs> I hit all of them for that big. All my female cousins. <laughs> Run that shit. <laughs> For that money, don't even have to any cousins. See, I'm saying, see, that clarify. He said he was cousin. He said any cousin. Man, don't do that. Let's talk about the music, bro. Damn, we came here to talk about the music, bro. Nah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) He said any one of his uncle too. You do your uncle for me. Come on, bro. Let's keep moving. Let's keep. Let's <laughs> say the truth. <laughs> <laughs> the next question will be, "What about a half a billion? But we ain't gonna go there. No half a billion. Oh, how's it? How's it doing business and being signed to DJ Drama? Working with yeah, DJ Drama. I don't even think it's it's a Rushmore thing. I think he's he's number one all time. That's that's how I view him, and I I viewed him that way before I signed. Mm. So to be signed to him now, I mean. The stories he tells me, the game he gives me, is it's invaluable. So I mm. I love being signed up. Oh, uh, we when y'all have 
Because y'all had a healthy dispute one time about an album cover. So how do y'all resolve shit like that? Like, is it text messages, phone calls? Is it in person? Like, how do y'all resolve? Obviously, healthy debates and disputes that y'all have. They're fun conversations, actually. Um, but at the end of the yeah, day, they're kind of fun. <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean, we with what he says pretty much goes creatively, like the artist, right? Yeah. So you know, we 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 give our opinions, but that's the thing. Since I signed up, he gives me his opinion, and I want his opinion. But at the end of the day, I know I have creative control. He always gonna let me do what I what I want to do, mm. and that's a beautiful thing because I still want to hear what he has to say. But I know it's my decision at the end. Mm. And that's special. I don't think everybody's getting that everywhere. Mm. Yeah, it's important to keep that creative control. I think that sometimes, you know what I'm saying, people get too much in the artist business and then they make them right. they make them the artist they would be, which is whack. Right, you know what I'm saying? Sure. I think that, that, that fucks up the, the longevity for the artist sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. So what's some other day-to-day shit that you're into, just as Jack Harlow, like... Some shit that people might not know about you that you yeah, into. I, I'm a sports guy. Uh, you know, I, I grew up playing soccer, and lately I'm getting back into that. I've been playing pickup soccer around town. Mm. Um, I like movies a lot. I like movies almost more than music. Mm. So I got a, I got a few things I like. I like hot yoga. Hot yoga, what's that? It's yoga when it's hot as hell. Like, like in the sauna? Yeah, it's like a, they put a room at like 103 degrees and do yoga in it. And um, It's pretty nice. If you get too hot, can you walk out of the room? Yeah, I mean the door ain't locked. Yeah, yeah. Do people but do that? Hard to breathe? <laughs> I do that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, like I, I leave in the middle of the session for a second, but I mean you try to get through. But what blows my mind is, I'm typically the youngest person in these classes, mm. and the people that go are just such regulars that I'm the most tired. Seriously, every time I go, I'm like I can't keep up with any of these old heads. How do you go about picking and choosing like? Who you do stuff with, or do you do anything with people from your hometown at all? Oh, I definitely do. Me and G have been working for a couple years now, and mm-hmm. everything's really coming to fruition for him right now. And it's, it's, it's beautiful for me to see. But uh, early on, I saw G, and I was like, this is just so authentic and real. And he had yeah. like a level of control. He's so good at rapping. So for me, I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's um, it ain't that hard to choose. I just pick what I like. Drama, obviously, you can deal with. 
any artist you pretty much probably would want to, especially if they're coming up. But why Jack Harlow? Like, what did you say, man? This is a star. This person, did he special? Like, what was that moment? Um, I, I think when we met, I mean, we 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 kind of vibed off top. I think just off our love for for movies, we talked about some movies and everything, mm. and um, you know, just his energy. You know what I mean? He, he put out this record, um, um, fucking Dark Knight. Dark Knight. He put out Dark Knight, and it was just kind of like, you know, the energy on it was was incredible. You know, and I just, I just liked him as a person, honestly, and I just felt like you know what I what I looked for in an artist. You know, he had. He had it all, like mm. you know. He had the, he had the lyrics, like he had the songs, you know. He had the personality, like and you know, and he had more than anything, like he had the passion. Like I know, I feel like Jack from very early on, just as I was on my journey, knew that like it wasn't about you know if he was going to make it, it was just about when he was going to get there. Yeah. That's another big fast conversation too, though. Is it important to do business or creatively? get involved with somebody that is a good person or you like their personality because we've had that debate here where yeah. it's kind of like, well, if it's for the money, it could just be temporary and handle your business. You know what I'm saying? Like you probably, we've we've all done mixtapes with people that right. we figured out who they were. Like, right. Uh, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But is that important? I, I mean, I think it helps. I, you know, I, I, again, like we was talking about earlier, I, I don't know if you really even feel like, like when you go in the music business, you know, you, you meet people at a certain point in space in your life and their life. You really don't know them per se, you know mm. what I'm saying? So, and people change, you know, True. you know, success changes people, money changes people, like True. It brings out, you know, the good and the bad in a lot of ways. So, um, it's definitely a, it's a blessing, you know, to be in business with somebody that, you know, I, Think's a great human being, you know what I mean? But so, yeah, a blessing, but not essential. It's not essential. You can no. do business, yeah, for with. sure. You can definitely do business with people like you know that you don't see eye to eye with, or you know, pretend. You know, there's a lot of people in the business that I don't, I do business with. I don't hang out with them. Yeah, you don't like my, you don't like everybody that's signed to them. I'm like I have my core. You said what? Even like everybody that's signed to him. He so don't like everybody that's signed to him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's an inside thing. I don't know. Is that a, I was trying to see where he was going yeah, with it. Yeah. Is it an inside thing? I think thing? I like everybody. I probably wouldn't hang out with everybody though. I take it back then. That that's 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 a fair thing. I mean, Hanging out phone, don't man. necessarily mean you like somebody. It could be like yeah. Well, I mean, okay, for but on, on You mean on, choose to organic, hang out with yeah, them. On I all, got you. All organic surface level per se like yeah you know. right so we agree that okay it's a blessing it's a positive thing to like the people that you work with but you can do business without having to like them you can get money without loving them or liking them Facts. right <laughs> I don't think what's so funny Jay? laughing at you I'm just happy to be here that's what's up <laughs> happy to be here. I mean interestingly enough too like me and like I feel like me and Jack first went into business you know, we knew each other, but we didn't know each other per se. And then mm. Jack kind of made it an initiative, like, "Yo, let's let's go to dinner. Let's go, like, mm. chop it up." And you know, I kind of think I kind of, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he was like, "You know, I I know Drum, like, I respect him. I, you know, I know his accolades, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely, to feel like, yeah. like, let me let me break through the surface. You know, and I'm kind of like, you know, like, even his bank was um like asking me to pop my shit, like. I'm so boisterous and an extrovert on the mixtapes, but a part of me is an introvert too. So you mm. come around like, you know, I can be quiet at times. So people might not even really know, know me per se. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you don't know me, know me. Mm. So y'all would consider yourself friends, friends. You would say John's my friend. Definitely. For sure. That's for dope. Sure. That's yeah. dope. Is that the first artist you've had that's actually your friend? Um, I think me, I think out of all the artists that have, been part of generation now. Me, Jack, me and Jack are the closest okay. out of all the artists. I mean, yep. I, you know, I, I can I, definitely tell, like, from you guys' conversation that you just had when I guess you were like, you were going to go somewhere, and he was like, why? And I was like, that's the same shit I'd be doing, like, with him or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, I can tell, like, that, yeah. that closeness love is there. Yeah, because when I first signed, I, you know, I spent um, the first few months a little nervous around drums still, like, kind of on my toes. Like, really? Yeah, I just met him, and I had so much respect for him. Like, I could speak my mind, but... Uh, it was kind of like, you want to say the wrong shit and whatever, whatever. I saw him as, like, a superior to me, and I still do in a way because I still have a lot of respect, but um, 
We're just closer now. I, I feel like I can speak my mind. We can get on the phone. I can be candid. The ice is mm. broken. Yes. Okay. Definitely. And and even in that same grain, like if if I have a if there's a disagreement or something, I might not feel. I don't. There's no. I don't feel no type of way of expressing that per se, and that's yeah. not always easy. That's within, the best relationship to have. And you know, and it, you know, a lot of that shit changes once an artist gets to a certain level. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And you know, so. Mm. Yeah, that can all, you know, you, you got to kind of walk on eggshells with certain people. You know mm-hmm. I mean? mm-hmm. How you stay like Jack away from like, we, we don't see you like, um how, well, how how you control yourself or deal with like the trolls on social media and all that shit? Because we don't never see you like, well, I haven't seen you like going back and forth with nobody or doing no crazy shit. Like, how do you manage to push that energy away or stay away from I it? I think because every time I see somebody engage with a troll, I just I'm like, from the outside looking in, it just looks so whack. Mm. I'm like, why would you give them that time of day? Even though in that moment, emotionally, sometimes you do want to give yeah. them that time of day. When I see other people do it, I'm like, that just looks lame. And so yeah. I'm like, well, I don't want to look lame. So I ain't about I'm to, not going to do I'm it. I'm not about to talk to these trolls. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not good to feed into it. Because especially when you have fans, you got 90 comments of people being like, I love you. You're amazing. You changed my life. And then you have five haters and you engage with them. It hurts the fans' hurts feelings. The, yeah. It makes them the feel lovers. like, damn, yeah. you, you're not responding to the love. Why you care so much about the hate? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It's real. Mm-hmm. Big facts. Absolutely. Massive facts. When, when you make a record, <laughs> when, you, when you make a record like what's popping, and then you got the Tyler joint out, like, is there any pressure to the next record? Like, what's going to be the next hit record? Or when y'all have conversations, do y'all have conversations about what the last record was and what this record is going to be, or y'all just let it naturally just be whatever the fans fuck with? There's always pressure. At least I, I want to go so far with this, and I have such big ambitions that the pressure is already there, but it's it's created by myself. So I always know what I want to do next. I'm always focused on what the next record is, but um, I like to evolve. If you listen to my music from two years ago, three years ago, it's come a long way. And so I don't plan on just doing the same formula over and over. So I don't really go back to them songs and think, let me get another one of these. I just keep making new stuff and trying to trying to stay refreshing. Mm. Most definitely, and then when you when when you have moments like last year with uh all the Black Lives Matter shit, and then the police, you know, killing black people, and just the social injustice and all that shit, you know, what I'm saying obviously as a, a white person, like how does that make you feel, or what what are your conversations with some of your homies and friends when, when moments like that happen? Well, a lot of the conversations um, have more to do with me listening than talking, just because I like to you know hear it out. But in terms of how I feel when I see that, I mean. Every time one of those videos hits the internet, it's disgusting. Mm. I mean, it it brings anger and fury out of me. Um, And especially because my hometown was kind of the center of all the issues last year. Mm. I felt a a real responsibility to be back there and show face, especially being a part of black culture. Mm. Um, There was just a a need and a responsibility, especially because so many white kids look up to me and so many white kids see themselves in me that... I think leading by example and showing yourself as an ally and picking a side of the fence. What happened last year kind of made it where you couldn't really balance and say, I see both sides. You know, mm. you kind of you kind of were forced to pick a side. Right. And I know I'm a role model to so many white kids that um, I wanted to make clear where mine was. And so you came out and said it. And I think that that's dope because there were people that were trying to still, well, you got to look at it this way. Like, look at it what way? Mm-hmm. You right. know what I'm saying? There's only one way to look at it. We looking at it. It yeah. is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, Thanks. absolutely. And this is a little bit of a cliche question, but who who are your influences, your rap influences? Mm. Drake, Andre 3000, Wayne, Eminem, Jay. And have you, you haven't got a chance to work with... Wayne, that's it. Wayne. Yeah, you work with Wayne. Right. And then one, one other one's coming right up. One one other one is one other I listed is um, coming exclusive right info. No, we can't. Sadly, if drop, come on, drop. <laughs> he said no, we can't. Sadly, <laughs> I don't know nothing. You <laughs> said I don't know nothing. <laughs> Will it be this spring, he's this a, summer? Well, he was the reason for Wayne, and he's the reason for this one. Or at least he's he's the connector. Okay, we can add it up. We can add it up. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, Hollow and Drake. Just wait. They're not gonna tell Just us, hold on. right? We still got to try to get it out of them. Yeah. That sounds fire, though. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a cosign? I would love to see that. You would love to see that? Mm-hmm. 
The hollow Eminem? That sounds fire, too. Okay, so at least, have you had conversations with some of these people? I have. You have had conversations with some or uh, all? The five I listed, I've talked to three. Okay. Worked with one. About to work with the second one. But I've okay. had combos. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. That's exclusive. The bucket. Enough. The bucket list is is it's getting checked off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more, I'm I'm chipping away at it. Yeah. Still got more to do. Most definitely. On Big Fast, we always like to give some good game. You know what I'm saying to the people on the come up. You know what I mean. So let's give some game to these youngins right now. The young water boys or whatever the fuck they got going on. Like, let's all give these people some game and some motivation before we slide. Let's start with it. Hmm. Talk to the water boys. Yeah. Let's see. I guess I, I would just encourage everybody to really focus on, you know, being disciplined and keeping in mind what you want. Wake up every day and think about the things you want. Think about it before you go to sleep because I'm a witness to the fact that you can make pretty much anything you want happen. Manifest. It's just a matter of keeping it in mind and being disciplined in that way. So just stay focused. Mm-hmm. Stay focused. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, trust the process. You know, I mean. You gotta, you gotta live the journey. You know, not try to get ahead of yourself, or not, you know, not, um, not be able to indulge in the moment per se. I think a lot of people, you know, come into the game. You obviously you look at you know other people and per se and comparisons, and you know I think that comes with it. But you just gotta, you know, I, I feel like if you, you know, if you really, if you really love what you do, and you know, what I'm saying you, you put your all into it, like. You get that time, you get that moment. So you just gotta, you know, stay down. Stay down. Stay down until you come up. You know what I'm saying? Salute That's that, right. salute that, salute that. We appreciate y'all pulling up the big facts. Thank you. Thank new you Jack know. Harlow music coming appreciate soon. Y'all, man. Pretty soon. New drum. Still music? Music got, coming? Yeah, I got some things in the works. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's what it is, man. Y'all check us out, www.bigfactspod.com. Salute. Big Bang and DJ Scream bring you Big Bang. Hey, man, it's all the way up. Ladies and gentlemen. That merch in. Yes. Yeah, that's right, www.bigfactspod.com. Yeah, with the real ones one time. Y'all come get y'all some of this merch, man. Bigfactspod.com. Let's get it. Get that merch right now. Shop with us. It's all the way up. Big Fat Merch. It's going down. Visit the new website today, www.bigfactspod.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.